With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist for the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. On today's podcast, we're going to preview Kentucky football's game Saturday against the Mississippi State Bulldogs at Kroger Field. It's a 7.30 start on the SEC Network. Kentucky is 0-2 after losses to Auburn and then an overtime loss uh, at home to Ole Miss. Mississippi State is 1-1. One one. They defeated LSU 44-34 down in Baton Rouge in Mike Leach's debut as the MSU coach. And then last week they got shocked by Arkansas losing at home 21-14 to an Arkansas team that had lost 20 straight SEC games. To give us the rundown on Mississippi State, I talked with Tyler Horka of the Clarion Ledger in Jackson. And then to get the UK scouting report, I talked to my good friend Josh Moore of the Herald Leader. So let's get right, let's start it right up with Tyler Horka of the Clarion Ledger. And then after that, you'll hear Josh Moore of the Herald Leader. My guest on the podcast is Tyler Horka of the Clarion Ledger in Jackson, Mississippi, who covers all Mississippi State sports. It's his third season covering Mississippi State football. How are you doing today, Tyler? I'm really good, John. I appreciate you for having me on. Well, thanks. Thanks for doing it. Uh, Kentucky, of course, plays Mississippi State on Saturday at Kroger Field. It is a 7.30 start on the SEC Network. Uh, Mississippi State is 1-1. One one. Uh, what's obviously a, a great high going down and beating LSU, but then stumble last week at home against Arkansas. Uh, where, where do the Bulldogs stand right now uh, with new coach Mike Leach? What, what's their mood coming into this game? You know, I think going into the season across the country in college football, there were going to be a lot of questions about who teams were. Uh, LSU, obviously, Mississippi State's first opponent, was one of those teams after losing so much from last year. Didn't really know who they were going to be, and that happened to be Mississippi State's first opponent, and Mississippi State goes down there and and beats them pretty soundly, honestly. It was a 10-point game, but K.J. Costello threw a, a pick six, and Mississippi State's offense had four turnovers and still won the game. So all things considered, it was a really good season opener. And then they come home and you're thinking, okay, Mississippi State's got Arkansas. Here's a team that they put 50 points on the board in the last two meetings against. And they kind of just lay a complete egg and only scoring 14 points. KJ Costello threw another pick six and that was the difference in a 21 to 14 game. So you asked the question, who is Mississippi State uh, going into the season with how crazy the offseason was and having a new coach come in and Mike Leach and just a complete overhaul of the offensive system, obviously. And then with a lot of uh, question marks on defense, I think a lot of people didn't know uh, what Mississippi State was going to be on both sides of the ball. And the offense has looked pretty good through two weeks. Obviously, 14 points isn't any good, but KJ Costello still threw for over 300 yards. They just didn't execute when they got down into the red zone and the pick six hurt, obviously. So um, 
offensively it's been what you'd expect but but from an overall standpoint i think they're still kind of searching for what they're going to be this year let's back up a little bit to to mike leach being hired as a mississippi state coach what was the reaction there were people pretty excited to, to get mike yeah obviously uh the sec and and throwing the football as a whole hasn't really been uh, hasn't really gone hand in hand i know it's happening at some places more and more but that's just kind of the progression of college football I think more than anything at Mississippi State, it was just the fact that uh, the Bulldogs hired a big name. You know, Mike Leeds has been around college football for over two decades. He's been a head coach for almost two decades. So everyone from, you know, California to, to the East Coast knows who Mike Leach is, and Mississippi's kind of right in the middle of that. So I think people are excited to see um, if his air raid offense would translate to the SEC and specifically translate to a school like Mississippi State has been very run heavy uh, for pretty much all of his existence. And like I said, so far, so good on that front. I mean, Mike Leach's offense has kind of worked everywhere he's gone, but, you know, that that does come with unexpected losses, disappointing losses, and they already have one of those on his resume here. So um, eight, eight SEC games left, and the next one is Kentucky. I think uh, in year one for any head coach, you, ch- you try to just kind of take it one game at a time and, and see where you end up at the end of it. And uh, that's what Mike Leach is doing right now. Yeah, as you mentioned, it's a total scheme change for Mississippi State from what they were doing previously. Uh, K.J. Costello, a uh, transfer from Stanford who came in. Were you all surprised that Costello won the job? And how do you think he's done so far? I think from the moment he decided to transfer to Mississippi State back in February, um, with Leach being hired not even a month before that. And um, it's been revealed recently that KJ Costello had some interest in transferring to Washington state. If Mike Leach had stayed to coach there. So not surprised that Costello won the job. Um, You know, he has a lot of college football experience starting 25 games at Stanford and Mississippi state's options. If it it wasn't going to be Costello would have been a true freshman in Will Rogers or, Garrett Schrader, who Kentucky fans obviously saw against Mississippi State last year. Um, Costello's just just a more experienced guy. and uh, He set the SEC passing record, as I'm sure Kentucky fans saw, against LSU with 623 passing yards. But that's kind of bound to happen when, when you throw the ball 60 times a game. And then against Arkansas in the, last, in the, uh, the loss last week, he threw it 59 times. So um, if you're a Kentucky fan, expect – somewhere around there. Uh, that's how many times Mississippi State's going to throw it this week. <laughs> what about uh, Kylan Hill, the running back? I know uh, uh, he got hurt in the Arkansas game, right? Uh, do you know yet what is available? I mean, he's a really good back. I know, uh, obviously, in a passing offense, but uh, much in the LSU game, I think what he got is 75, took a pass 75 yards for a touchdown. Uh, they're using him in the passing game. What, what's his health status for Saturday? He's expected to play. Yeah, he got uh, dinged up on his first carry of the game against Arkansas with an apparent head injury. Mike Leach doesn't reveal specifics on that, uh, way less than the, the average coach, and the average coach already doesn't reveal a lot. So, <laughs> But, I mean, if you were watching the film, um, he kind of got his head rolled up on and went into the injury tent and came out without his helmet, and, uh, you know, the trainers took the helmet away, so that was that. This week he's expected to play, and you talk about him as being a receiving threat. I really think he would have changed the game had he been in against Arkansas for the full duration of it, just because Arkansas dropped eight into coverage pretty much every play, only rushed with three. And first of all, if you're going to hand the ball to Kylan Hill against a three-man front, 
good luck if you're the defense. And then second of all, if you're going to let them run a short route, get behind those three guys and, and catch it in space and then kind of take on everyone that's dropped into coverage, he can turn five yards into 15. And like you said, he had a 75-yarder that um, he, he broke a couple tackles on against LSU. So he's a real game changer. Mississippi State needs him to stay healthy this week, but he is expected to play. Now, what about defensively? Uh, the Kentucky players, and we were just talking to them, the offensive players, and they were saying that, and, and the offensive coordinator, Eddie Graham, was talking about the Mississippi State defense is very unique. It's a 3-3-5, but uh, as Eddie Graham, the Kentucky offensive coordinator, said, not sure they play anybody who moves around on defense as much as Mississippi State does. Uh, just what about the Mississippi State defense so far? Yeah, I think that's Zach Arnett, the defensive coordinator. That's his way of kind of disguising and masking some of the deficiencies that the Mississippi State defense has. I mentioned a lot of the guys that they've had from from past defenses that have been really, that have performed really well here are gone. You see a lot of them in the NFL now. Uh, The the back end is is really inexperienced, so Arnett makes up for that by um, exotic blitzes, like you said, kind of rushing the linebackers a whole bunch. Uh, It's kind of unique in that it's a six-man front instead of a seven-man front, so Right there, it's a different look for an offense. And then you've got uh, linebackers turning into defensive linemen sometimes and then defensive linemen stunting all the time. Uh, look look for guys like Kobe Jones and Marquis Spencer at the line of scrimmage. Those are two senior defensive linemen. And then Errol Thompson at the linebacker position, also a senior, has played really well. Uh, he leads the team in tackles with 23. And, and the guys that are flanking him have been really good too. There's a couple junior college transfers and Tyrus Wheat and Jordan Davis who have performed really well and Aaron Boulay, a sophomore linebacker, has been good too. So uh, this is a Mississippi State defense that is number two uh, in the SEC in total defense and number two in, in rushing defense specifically and limiting opponents to about 70 yards per game. So I know that's Kentucky's strength. They want to run the ball. They want to run the ball with Terry Wilson and the running backs. So it's, it's kind of a uh, Strength on strength, which will be a fun matchup to watch this week. Yeah, yeah, it will. It will. What about uh, what about the kicking game? What about Mississippi State's kicking game? Yeah, they didn't attempt any field goals last week. Uh, Mike Leach said maybe he should have. There were, like I said earlier, a couple fourth down opportunities where Mississippi State's on the you know around the fifteen yard line. It's fourth and short, and they went for it and didn't get it either time that obviously would have changed the game if you if you get six points there instead of uh, zero and I think they would have got six points if they elected to kick because they've got a, a transfer uh, graduate transfer from Arizona State Brandon Ruiz who was really good against LSU made all three of his field goal attempts a couple of them from outside of 40 yards and made all of his extra points as well so uh, we, we actually got to speak to him uh, it was either yeah, I guess it would have been after that LSU game and just a really confident kid. Um, you know, the SEC is always coming down to one possession here, one possession there, and sometimes field goals. So if it does come to that, I think Mississippi State likes who they have. But um, Mike Lee just has to uh, to make that conscious decision to kick instead of um, you know going for it on fourth down. Fourth down. So what about uh, so what about Saturday, uh, Tyler? What, what what are the keys for Mississippi State to to get the road win at Kentucky? I, I think it comes down to. Uh, the offense executing, like I said, on, on fourth down. It wasn't just fourth down. It was third down, too. Against LSU, they were over 50%. That dropped down to around 30 against Arkansas. I think they went 5 of 17, somewhere in there. So uh, Mike Lee's offense, especially when teams are dropping 
eight into coverage, and Mark Stoops is a smart guy. So if he saw that worked for Arkansas, he's probably going to try some of that as well. It's going to come down to can Mississippi State sustain drives with the air raid. And uh, the the funny thing about the air raid is you think it's, you know, 40-yard fade here, 40-yard fade there, you score in two plays. Mike Leach likes to attack space. So if the space that a defense is giving his offense is right in front of him at the line of scrimmage, dump off to a running back and and try to let him make a play for eight yards here and eight yards there, uh, that's what's going to have to be successful. Last week that only happened – on a couple of drives, and that's why Mississippi State only scored 14 points. So if Mississippi State finds out how to beat his own coverage and, and work its way down the field consistently, um, I think they'll be in good shape. But if they don't, um, Kentucky, uh, you saw last week against Ole Miss, can, can put plenty of points on the board, and, and that'll make um, it a tall task for, for Leach to go on the road uh, at a place he was the, the offensive coordinator at a couple decades ago and, and try to um, you know get another win for Mississippi State. Yeah, it's kind of a homecoming for Mike. Yeah, well, he came here with Hal Mummy when Hal Mummy brought the air raid here uh, to Kentucky from Valdosta State. Mike was uh, assisted here. Like you mentioned, I think he's a wide receivers coach the first year, an offensive coordinator, and then Bob Stoops came in and hired him, uh, Mark's brother, at uh, Oklahoma to be his offensive coordinator. So it's a little bit of a homecoming for Mike coming back. It should be a, should be a very interesting game. As you mentioned, strength on strength with Kentucky's running game, Mississippi State's defense, and then on the other side of the ball, uh, with Kentucky and Mark Stoops with that defensive background trying to scheme against Mike Leach. It, 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 it's a fun matchup, or it should be on Saturday. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm really excited to, to be able to go, especially during these weird times. It'll be my second trip to Lexington, and the first one was really fun, and I um, – I expect nothing different from this one too. Well, yeah, so well they've they've done a good job in the press box the other night as far as uh, keeping keeping everybody safe with masks and they had uh, you know the little plexiglass between everybody's seats so they did a good job so uh, uh, so I think it'll be a pretty safe environment on Saturday. Tyler, tell tell the listeners how they can check out your work uh, uh, covering Mississippi State leading up to the game on Saturday and uh, and after the game as well. Yeah, definitely go to clarionledger.com. We've already had. More than a handful of game or, uh, stories previewing this game this week, and we'll have uh, probably around that number uh, in the latter half of the week leading up to game day. And then on Twitter, if you want to find all of those in one in one spot, follow me at T B Horka. That's H O R K A. And yeah, it's it's been fun previewing it, and I'm sure uh, covering the game is going to be uh, even more fun. It should be appreciate it. Well, thanks again, Tyler, for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you, John. I appreciate you guys for having me. Okay, my guest on the podcast is uh, Josh Moore, Herald, the Herald Leader, UK football beat writer. Josh, getting ready for the Mississippi State game on Saturday. Kentucky is 0-2. We're recording this on Wednesday. So far, anyway, what do, what do you think the mood is over there at the at the uh, at the training facility at the craft football training facility right now? Yeah, well, I thought after week one when they lost that, that Stoops, you know, I mean, he was upset, but seemed like, you know, kind of accepted it. And, and you know, just wasn't as, as red, you know, as you'd, you'd expect him to be after a loss like that. Um, and I still think that's kind of, you know, he was a little, the anger's kind of, you know, upticking, but it's not, you know, I, I still don't think they're, you know, I don't think they're where fans are, which to me, I mean, I, I had a buddy text me right after the game he's a big uk fan but well he's a big basketball fan i should say um and it's kind of a more casual football fan but still follows the team 
and he was he was like there's too much depressing uh he used an expletive but uh, you know <laughs> too much depressing stuff uh going on in the world right now for me to fall uh, and watch this football team regress um <laughs> <laughs> and and this is a pretty irrational guy, you know, a, go, a dude that I can, you know, to be pretty um, on top of it as far as, you know, kind of being realistic about things. Uh, he didn't have like, you know, he, he didn't think they were going to come in and win the SEC championship this year or anything. Um, so that's discouraging because if, if guys like that are, are sort of thinking that way, um, I, I would, you know, that's probably indicative of where the, the fan base is. I don't, I don't think the team is there though. I think they're um, obviously if they were 0 and 9, they wouldn't be there in some ways, you right. know, they would, you know, still think they're going to definitely win the next game. Um, but, you know, there's a lot, it's not anything huge. I don't think there's anything that stands out um, as far as like something you just can't fix, but it's a lot of small things. Um and, 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 and some of that stuff is stuff you, you wonder why it's happening because you have so much experience on this team. But, you know, it's a weird year and a um, weird, you know, obviously schedule. And um, so they're 0-2 and have a chance to be 1-2. And 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 then, you you, you, you know, this week is big, I think. Yeah. You, you, it, cause you, you're, you've got Tennessee and Georgia next and, you know, one of those teams Mark Stoops has never beaten, and the other has uh, got a lengthy history of uh, whooping the cats and embarrassing them. Right. Um, so, you know, even though you've probably been close to their level the last few years, so and they've looked like you know they're they're playing steady. Uh, you know, they're kind of to me Tennessee sort of is the team right now that you should be because um, they're not they're not like they don't look like world beaters, but they're using their experience and, and tapping into that and just playing pretty sound football uh, through four quarters. And that's what Kentucky should be. And unfortunately it's the, uh, you know, not proven to be the case so far. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll know a lot more about Tennessee after this Saturday because they play Georgia this Saturday, uh, but they are off to a two and start. I think they've won like eight games in a row. If you dating back to last year, but, uh, but the task at hand is Mississippi State. Mike Leach coming in for uh, his homecoming, so to speak. He spent a couple of years with Hal Mummy here before moving on to Oklahoma. Mike obviously has the air raid offense. They put up 44 points uh, on LSU down in Baton Rouge. Then Arkansas last week, they played a three-man, played just rushed three, dropped eight for most of the game, held them uh, Mississippi State in check, and beat them 21-14 to in Starkville. Kentucky's given up, uh, they gave up 42 points, 35 in regulation, another touchdown in overtime to Ole Miss, who threw the ball a lot last week. Uh, this is a significant challenge again for a UK secondary that's been disappointing so far. What what, what do you think's going on with the secondary? Yeah, again, I, you know, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if it's just the case, and, and I kind of asked Stoops about this, uh, not directly with the secondary, but just kind of across the board. But really, secondary is the one you see it with the most. It, you know, are they trying to play too many guys, or do they not have? Um, I don't know. I'm starting to wonder if Jordan Griffin wasn't more important than we thought he was last year. I kind of, um, he's a really, he was a really, you know, good safety, but I didn't come into this year thinking, oh goodness, they're, they're so, um, lost without Jordan Griffin out there. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, but he's the kind of the only guy you lost and you brought back Devontae Robinson, you brought back, um, 
you know, a ton of guys who, who, you know, were green last year and, and now um, have a year under their belts. And then you add Kelvin Joseph, a guy that, you know, I think, I mean, if you, if you had to pick a LVP for this team so far, I mean, he's probably the front runner. Um, just, I mean, talk about a guy that, you know, people were really excited about and has a lot of, you know, he, he's fast and, and looks like the, you know, he's a really athletic kid and should help, you know, over time. Uh, you don't want to just ride him off, but, but you know, between penalties and, and just, you know, I was watching, I, I, I don't really watch the games a lot, um, but I was picking through, you know, because last week I had to, you know, I had to get to watch the game in full. Um, I was kind of, you know, I watched, I picked it up in the fourth quarter and, and overtime and then, you know, kind of seen all the first half, but there was a, a stretch there in the third quarter where Ole Miss kind of put their run together. And if you go back and watch it, one of the key plays, I believe it was on their tying touchdown to make it 28 all that Joseph just gets beat. He gets beat once and then on the next play just kind of gives up. And that, you know, and it probably, you know, they probably score anyway, but he just kind of lets up like five yards before the guy even, you know, he probably could have made a tackle at the, you know, the two or something. Um, and it, you can't be doing that kind of stuff when you're, you know, and not depending at all on him. I'm sure everybody in this, you know, across the board and in the secondary, it, you could have plays like that where you, you know, if you isolate them, they look bad. But he's a guy that's definitely stood out and it's kind of, I guess, you know, emblematic of the whole issues that that group's having. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And and your point about are they playing too many guys? I mean, Mark said on me they're looking for the right mix of guys. Sometimes you can have too many guys. You think you uh, you know well we got to get so and so in and we got to get so and so in, and then and you got to get the guys that fit together. And I guess that's a still feeling, you know, feeling out process. So uh, you know we'll see how that works. The other thing I was interested in, uh, I know you did a, a mailbag, and I guess you got a lot of questions about Terry Wilson and the quarterback situation. I don't quite understand why people are knocking Terry Wilson. I know the first game, he had a couple of turnovers, bad, but he ba- I thought he bounced back really well last week. I mean, he 14 of 18. Uh, the coaches say there were a couple of drops in there. He could have easily been 16 of 18. He rushed for over, tw- over 120 yards. I don't quite get the criticism of Terry Wilson at this point. Uh, I'm 100% with you, John. I, I mean, you could argue that best game Terry Wilson's ever played. Right. Kentucky. You know, there's a you know that it's it's in the running, um, and obviously it came in a loss. And yeah, it, 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 you know, I, I loved what you know we spoke with Landon Young yesterday. I loved what Landon talked about about you know every group. You know, it's not just all on one per. You know, I mean it's not. I mean obviously there's groups that you know like if you're the kicker and you miss the if you're Ruffalo and you miss that extra point, you obviously feel like you lost the game. Um, but you know, every group can do things that better. And then Terry, yeah, could have completed a few more passes. And, 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 but also, and Marcus Harris could have caught a few more passes. You know, right. it's, a, it's, you know, it's all a, a, you know, I just don't get the Terry stuff because, and I don't know what it stems from because it's, you know, there's been years where you thought, well, they just want to throw the, the white quarterback that's on the bench back there. I mean, I just put it straight, but that's not the case, you know, <laughs> this year. Right. You know, it's, it's like a four star. Uh, or a former four-star recruit out there um, who they think is, you know, <laughs> they believe is better, and, and maybe he is. Uh, Joey Gatewood's probably more gifted, at, you know, and just as physically is definitely, you know, you look at the guy and you can just see that, you know, why you would be excited to have him back there. But 
I don't know. I feel like between Eddie Grant and Mark Stoops and Darren Henshaw, there's a, enough guys who've been doing this enough to, to know that if Terry's the guy that should be out there, then he's probably the guy that should be out there. I just don't. He, he, he's, you know, he was 12 and three as a starter coming in this year. I guess now 12 and five. Uh, that's still better than most UK quarterbacks over time. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, right. um, yeah. And he's never, you know, he's never going to be like big downfield pass guy. I don't think that, you know, I think he can make those throws, but it's, he's never going to be that. And if fans, uh, maybe that's where it kind of stems from, that they just want a guy that's more, um, not just dinking and dunking and then screening and, and then taking off, you know, for, for however many yards it is, 50 yards, you know, a hundred yards last game. Uh, you just, you know, just, I don't know. I don't see how you could watch what Lynn Bowden did last year. And basically, I mean, Terry, especially last game, they, they kind of tapped into it more was really doing what Bowden did, except with, you know, he also threw 18 passes and completed 14 of them. Right. So right. it's, uh, no. it's, you know, I don't know. I, 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 it, and it'd be different if the, you could pin the losses on the offense. I think maybe the first game you could, you would definitely lean more that way. But that last game, I'm sorry. The offense had nothing to do with that, that no. loss. You know, no. it, it's not it's a big picture. No. You score uh you score thirty five points in regulation, forty one for the game, you should you should win the game more often more often than not. Uh, another situation going in this game, Cavassier Smoke is injured. He's got uh I guess, does he have a broken rib? It was hard to under quite understand what, what they were saying, uh, Mark on Monday. But uh he's not he's out for at least a couple of weeks. Uh yesterday they talked about uh Eddie Grant talked about uh and Marcus talked about uh uh, Travis Tisdale and, and Utah McLean. Do you think we'll see those guys, or are they going to go with uh, AJ and Chris Rodriguez? It was interesting when when Eddie was talking about those guys yesterday. I asked about them, you know, myself specifically, and he said, you know, kind of, you know, basically see after this week who the number three would be. But it sure sounds like they're really more willing to just ride, you know, Rodriguez right. and, and Rose. Um, which is kind of interesting because you see that that maybe tells you more about where those other guys are at rather than, um, well, I don't know. I mean, they obviously have a lot of, you know, faith in, in, in Chris and AJ, especially AJ. I mean, to, to throw him back out there after right. that, that bonehead. It's premature stuff, celebration, know, right? Uh, you know, they obviously have respect for AJ too. And I think, you know, for Chris, this is a great opportunity because it's kind of, you know, this is the second time now that he's kind of been available and Smoke hasn't. Um, and, and, again, it's not his fault he got hurt, but it's an opportunity to kind of establish himself more as the, you know, the the 1B or, you know, the the guy that, you know, is going to be the lead back kind of going forward, right. um, you know, once it leads. Right. I think, you know, and – and he runs. I mean, he runs really hard. He, he's, you know, I think he's deceptively fast. I mean, it's, it's, you kind of look at the guy and don't think he would be as quick as he is. I think he's probably, it seems to me, like he, he's faster than Benny was. Uh, right. Maybe not. Done. He's, he's kind of built similarly, but, not, you know, um, you, you just don't want to compare him to him, you know, at that level, obviously, right now. But, but he is, I do think, he does have the speed element that's kind of interesting. Right. Um, you just look at 
you know, this opportunity if you're him and, and kind of embrace it for what it is and, and hope that you can, um, you know, make the most of it while your, your, your buddy's sideline there. Right. And yeah, good. Like, Vossier. Yeah, it's not, what was it? He, he first said broken ribs and I mean, cartilage or something. I don't yeah. know. It's, not, it, it's kind of almost sounded like he didn't really know what was going on with him. Yeah. But. yeah, might be. Okay, Josh, what what are the keys, Saturday? What's the key for Kentucky to get their first win in 2020, you think? I think, you know, just, you know, you can't let the, you know, they let the first loss become another loss. You know, you never want that to happen. Um, just focus on, you know, I don't think offensively there's a whole lot to clean up. I think you could, you know, almost do the same thing. Now, the thing with Mississippi State that's going to be kind of intriguing is they've been really good against the run. Right. Uh, and that, you know, something's going to give there. Either Mississippi State's got a legit, you know, run defense or or Kentucky's just going to run all over. I mean, I, I kind of think it'll go one of, you know, those two ways. Um you know, if you're asking, if you're if you're one of these people that wants to see Terry throw it around a lot, you know, this might be your week if, if that proves to be the case. Yeah. I think um, you have to, you know, I think the D line is is not really getting enough credit for for you know how well it's played. It's not, you know, they're not. I don't think they're they're not hitting a hundred, but but they're. I think they're playing pretty well myself. You know, kind of watching it. Um, when you kind of watch it back, you know, after, after kind of you're out of the moment and they, you know, they just got to keep kind of doing what they're doing and, and get pressure, you know, after you know, that back line he's, or that, that middle line he's to get pressure on Costello and just make life hard on him. Um, if you want to go that route I and mean, there's obviously an argument, you should do what Arkansas did and, and just drop back and see what you can do. You, you just really need to, you know, if you're going to do that, you got to really trust your secondary to to come through. And right now, that's been, um, you know, you've been playing with fire a little bit trying to do that. No, yeah, I think no, I think uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they approach it because uh, I don't know, Kentucky's not really they're not a ordinarily a rush three drop eight team. Uh, you know, I went back and looked. To me, one of the big keys is Kentucky's got to tackle on defense. I mean, Mississippi State and not give up oh, the big play. Against LSU, I went back and looked it up. Mississippi State had 15 plays of 20-plus yards. Against Arkansas, they have one play of 20-plus yards. So, I mean, you can't – you know, and a lot of the play – I went back and watched the uh, I watched the tape of the LSU game that week, and LSU missed a lot of tackles, and the secondary guys were wide open. Uh, Kentucky just can't do that and um, if they've got a chance of of winning this game so uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out uh josh uh, anything in particular that you're working on the rest of the week that uh, you want to alert the our listeners to yeah i have uh you know weekly predictions that's always fun people you know that you know <laughs> I, i'm so far i'm over two on the uh the score predictions or the outcome <laughs> predictions so uh, you and the team uh, so you're in the same boat you need to win too is that what you're saying yeah, I need a, a W, which, uh, you know, I'm not kind of – I don't know. I'm not really sure where I'm going to go with this one. I still, you know – Okay. I still think this team is good. I don't really um, – I'm not with the fans as far as, you know, thinking, <laughs> well, it's a done deal. This team is just rot them off. Um, but yeah. it just – it is going to be a long year and going to be a lot of tough games. And I just think yeah. you have to – you have to accept that. You're not – you don't have a – you don't have a Toledo coming up, you know, to kind of yeah. – 
you get your you know, and I and and I'm starting you know I, I I'm you know and I'm I'm still you know if you told me every year you're going to play ten SEC games and that's it I'd take it you know as a as a person that right. just would rather as a see fan and, right right yeah as a football fan and but as a you know I, I'm starting to come around a little bit on the you know trying to why those games as far as just for a team might matter it you know just working out some of this stuff because if right. you you would get, would have gotten away with a lot of the crap they got away or didn't get away with in those first two games if those two games had been against eastern michigan and kent state right right that's true but they got mississippi state because it's third game of a 10 game schedule so uh it should be fun it'd be a very interesting matchup 7 30 on the sec network be sure and follow josh on twitter at josh moore hl will be all be tweeting along with mark story mark c story during the game so be sure and keep up with that and josh as always appreciate you being on the podcast absolutely can't wait to actually be in the press box with you this week i'm sorry uh, yeah, i didn't right. get to be there with you that's right we'll we'll welcome you back we'll welcome you back on saturday thanks josh Uh, thanks john okay thanks to my guests thanks to tyler horka of the clarion ledger in jackson mississippi and to josh moore of the arrow leader and kentucky.com we appreciate them being on the podcast we appreciate everybody who listens to these podcasts Uh, you can find the podcast on uh, apple Podcasts, spotify tuned in google podcasts uh, and also iHeartRadio, so be sure and check them out. Give us a review and a rating wherever you can, especially on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us, really helps get the word out about the podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. You can uh, email me, jclay at herald-leader.com. We appreciate everybody who supports the work that we do at the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. If you'd like to consider supporting our work, you can get a sports-only subscription uh, to Kentucky.com, $30 for the first year. You get all of our UK football, UK basketball, UK recruiting, high school coverage. You get it all, $30 for the, for the first year. Go to Kentucky.com, hit on that subscription button, and check out the offers that we have there. Uh, once again, we thank everybody for listening to the podcast. We'll have another. We'll have a podcast reviewing the game with Mark Story. Uh, you can look for that Sunday night or Monday morning. We'll have that out. Uh, so look for that as well. Once again, this is John Clay, sports columnist for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. We'll be talking to you again soon. <laughs>